Welcome to Start It On The Stoop with your host, Levin, Jay, Rashad, and Nate. Which NBA series are you most shocked about? I'm going to start with you, Rashad. I'm shocked about the Clippers and the Mavericks. I didn't think the, the, the Mavericks would put up this much of a fight on them. That, that's shocking to me. I thought they would just go down, but they, they're fighting. Oh, They're so not getting bullied. They're not letting them bully them enough, and they actually hanging in there. So you was expecting the Clippers just to sweep them? They supposed to with the talent they got. I thought they were gonna come out here, put put Kawhi in there, and put George in there, and I'll score. But they had one of the best up and coming stars of the NBA. That's on the that number. Side. That's the number two shooting guard in the league. If we're gonna speak on it, he ain't getting swept. Yeah, I don't see that. I knew they I, wasn't getting I, swept. I was, I was just surprised that they wasn't let let the Clippers bully them. Like, they I mean, shooters. they even bounced back. They even bounced like when 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 um, Porzingis got kicked, he wasn't. He ain't back now. He stood up. Most teams, you know, young like that, they don't walk back. He he stood right there, toe to toe with them. They would have won that first game if he didn't get ejected. That's how I look at it. I see the. I feel the same way, but I'm just saying you don't expect that from a young team. You know what I'm saying? Normally they just. They ain't. They ain't. I mean, that that's the. They got a couple dudes on the team that's the first year, first year time getting in the playoffs. But right. yeah, yeah, they got yeah, they got I'm shooters. Talking. They got shooters just like uh the Clippers. They got two superstars. They got defenders. They got bodies. They got Boban. You rang. He a killer. So, so he ain't averaging twenty something points. We understand that Levin is a, a Mavericks fan. We get a Lakers it. fan against uh, OKC Thunder. Why? Um, just I thought they would play. I, well, I mean, you could tell that they don't have Russell Westbrook the way they're running the game, but I mean they're still doing small ball. So I'm just surprised that. Um, well, I'm definitely surprised at the last game because James Harden was. At one point, he shot three for fourteen from the from the field. So, um, no, actually, yeah, from from the field. Um, OKC. I mean, I wouldn't say they have a. They don't have a. You know, they don't have like a top five, top ten guy like all the rest of these some of these playoff teams. But I feel like Chris Chris Paul is definitely handling that situation differently than a lot of people thought he would because. He didn't even have OKC in the like the playoffs before the season even started. And yeah, I I I'm either. not talking about the bubble. I mean, like once everything got settled in the summer with all the trade-ins and the signs, they weren't even top ten to be in the Western Conference. And you know, he got the what the fifth seed. So I think that I think that series is about to go seven games. It shows it shows his greatness. I feel. Yeah, he, he has the most. Uh, Fourth quarter clutch buckets um, this season. Uh, what is it? Uh, fourth quarter and then fourth quarter points and the most fourth quarter points um, in clutch time, which is you know they basically say it's the last what two minutes of the game. All right. So you, do you see any teams coming back that's losing right now? Do you see anybody coming back? Dallas. And why? Cause I don't think they should have won the. La- they shouldn't won the first. They they shouldn't have lost the la- the first game. I think if they, you know, K uh, KP got got ejected off of two petty, um, technical fouls, 
So he got put out the game. And I think when, before he got put out the game, they were up by like six. They were, they were handling him like he was he was hitting shots, just like he did in game two. He was hitting shots. Um, I thought they was going to take game three, but Don just got hurt. And then they he got taken out, and then he got put back in the game. And I think tonight he's, he's questioning because of the uh, ankle sprain. All right, Rashad. A, a, a big hill to climb, but I think this is possible. I think they can at least get it to seven games. I'm not going to say they're going to win the surge. I think they're definitely going to make it uh, a surge. So I think they're going to definitely take it seven games. Um, you got Melo. He trying to prove himself because, you know, he was at home last year, didn't play nothing. You got Dame. Dame got, got a lot of momentum coming into this playoffs right now. And he, he said he's not trying to just go home. So he got a lot to prove. Um, he don't want to go down 3-1. Three, three, so I think this game going to show a lot. This game coming out tomorrow should show definitely a lot. All right. Do you think the NBA should change the draft format? I'm going to start with you, Levin. No, I love it. I say keep it that way. And why is that? Because the, the three the three worst teams with the worst – the teams with the uh, three worst records have a 14% chance of getting the number one. Uh, the second uh, – the number two pick or – I guess you would say the number four, since three teams tied with the number one. They only had a 12.5 chance of getting followed by 10, then nine, seven, six, four and a half, three, two, one. Uh, the last team that had a um, draft lottery was uh, the Grizzlies. They had a 0 0.5 chance of making the number one, and they had a 0 0.7 chance of getting number four. I like that format. I feel like if the NBA, I mean, if the I feel like if the NFL did that, it would be more. It would be a more interesting draft. But the NFL does it off of it helps talent. Supposedly, top talent goes to every team every year. That is a it's just a rotation. If your team suck or your team is horrible that year, then we 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 bring superstars to your team. Or a team might not want to play for the. Let's just say, for instance, the Dolphins or a team like that. So. You get in, if your team is bad off that year, we can't get no free agents. We're bringing stars from college to the team to play. That's for, why for them I, to get for them to get the stars from college. Nine times out of ten, they tanking the whole season. Not all the time. Who got the number one draft pick last year? Last year it was Arizona the Bengals. I'm not this not not this draft. I'm talking about last year's draft. Oh, you talking about last year's draft? It was. Yeah. It was Kyler Murray from, from Oklahoma. He went to Arizona. That's what I'm saying. You don't think they tank that you don't think they tank those five or six games to make sure they get the number one draft pick? No, they just no. had a yeah, they had a bad year. They in the, they in the toughest they in one of the toughest divisions in, in football. I mean, so it's like it used to be the toughest, but you got two. You, the 49ers is the is the conference right now. So listen, we, we, we're whole, talking about we're talking about the NBA format. We're not my, talking about the NFL draft, or we talking about the NBA format. Because I know some people can't go from one subject to the next; they had to stick on it. So I have to reinforce that we are sticking to the NBA. I mean, I spoke on it, but y'all can go ahead and so about Rashawn, the 49ers. Rashad, what do you think about the NBA format? My thing is, I think I think the worst teams should get the number one pick. I think they should do it the same way the NFL do it. 
the NFL do it, it works. It works. If a team suck, they suck for them, then they suck for them. I mean, that's it's, it's life. It's sports. It at the end of the day, if that's what makes your team better to lose, then lose. What else it'll can you do? Little, it'll make your team better to lose just to lose. No, now, lose. this is what I'm saying. Now, so you telling me when uh, Peyton Manning came out or when Andrew Luck came out, these teams didn't know that they wanted that number one spot and they didn't play as well that year? But they I, were, but they were tanking. They were tanking to get Andrew Luck. They were tanking to get these quarterbacks. I don't see teams going out there. You got to think, even if the now, front office like look bad – me personally, I don't think in the NBA, all right, we just going to lose all 82 games so we can get the number one pick. And I don't think it's like that because in the NBA, it seemed like they'd be in college and coming from cross seats. There's a lot more people to pick from than in college football. You, you really don't see a lot of people in the draft coming from like getting picked from like uh, uh, a AC. I mean, what's that? Canada football league. Basically everybody that's getting drafted in the NFL comes from college. They're not coming from across seas. From basketball, you picking from a – you can draft from China. You can draft from – so it's, it's more broad. So it's more people to pick from. So I don't think you're going to say, all right, I'm going to suck just to go get somebody from China or just to go get this person out college. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I see what you're trying to say because I disagree because I feel like when I, if my team is – if my team is trying to tank it, I'm paying dudes $20 million to come on the basketball court or however much I'm paying one player to come on the basketball court just to say, hey, yo, I know you can score 30 points a game, but this is what we're going to do. We want you to score 15 because we're trying to get the number one pick this year. We players, players, can't, players can't just give it up. They can't just say, yo, we're just going to tank it. I think most of these teams, the players go out there and play their hearts out because at the end of the day, they never know. That could be their last season – in the NBA, that could be their last season. In the pros, they could be retiring. You never know. So I feel like when you go on that court, you going all out. But if, a, if you just so happen to go all out and you lose to another team, I think a person can sit there and say, I accept that we lost. I put my best foot forward. We lost to a better team. But just to say teams is just tanking it so they can get the number one pick, it's like it's not, it's not even guaranteed in the NBA. And so I felt – let me ask you this. In the NBA, who had the worst record this year? Was it Golden State or was it who, – who won the number one pick? Was it Milwaukee? No, who, it wasn't Milwaukee. It who was, was the uh, worst team in the NBA? That's what you mean? Yeah, who was the worst team in the NBA this year? It wasn't Milwaukee because they had the playoffs. I didn't mean to say Milwaukee. What's the other team? <laughs> um, I said it wasn't Milwaukee. It's uh the other team, not the Bucks. It's the, uh, the, the Wolves, right? Warriors, yeah. The Golden State Warriors, and they the number two seeds. They got because number two. The Timberwolves, because the Timberwolves got number one, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, my thing is, why wouldn't the Warriors get the number one seed if they're the worst team in the NBA? If they, if they had the way, have, they so what's the what's the big difference? What's the big difference from number one seed and the two seed? You still getting town. No, right, but and the talent one, from number one could be much more or significant from the talent from from the first pick, the second pick. That's just like saying if we got the fourth pick, we ain't if, if y'all got the fourth pick, we ain't tripping because we got the fifth pick. No. 
Let me you ask you. The, the highest. But don't you also grab the knee for knee? So your best player could be a center. Your best player could be a center. You got a great center. You telling me you gonna draft the center? It's happened before. But I'm, 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 I'm just asking. Could you draft for need? You don't draft because that's the best available play. You draft for what you need at that position. Everybody now, don't draft that way. Jordan, Everybody doesn't draft that Jordan way. If you got Jordan or Kobe, then yeah. But so the number one draft pick this year, and it who, who y'all think is gonna be? It's hard to tell. I mean, they're not gonna pick up Pigman. I would go Lamelo Ball. But you already got a point guard, right? He he don't he, he you ain't got to play him at point. You play him at shooting guard. He been playing shooting guard while he was OC. He been doing a little bit of both. He a combo guard, and he can shoot the lights out. Hey, boy, can't shoot. But like I, I would said, either I, take I would either take him or the dude from Georgia, Edwards. And to and be honest with you, I don't even player. think I don't think Timberwolves is keeping that draft pick. I think they're going to trade that pick for a superstar. And I definitely don't think Golden State is keeping that that draft pick. And I think they're going to trade for a superstar as well. One one of them teams is going after Joel Embiid, in my opinion. Golden State has the pieces to get it done. I think I think they 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 got something up their sleeve. So you calling it? I'm calling it. I tell you the whole trade. They're going to trade the second pick. They're going to end up trading the second overall pick. They probably throw Draymond Green in it. They definitely throwing Andrew Wiggins in that. Um, probably one or two more players like young guys. Probably a future second round pick. That's five. That's five pieces right there. They probably will do that for MB and maybe another player with MB to level cap and all that kind of stuff up. I definitely could see them doing that. Okay, all right. Well, we got we got your input on the on the NBA format. We want a little off topic, so we're gonna go to the next one. So, how do you feel about the Earl Thomas release today? I'm gonna start with you, um, Levin. I think it's a I think it's a it's a it's a great move for the Baltimore Ravens. Why you say that? So Earl Thomas can walk to Dallas and he can sign with the Cowboys. It's it's a it's a magnificent no. move. Watch your mouth. You don't gotta cuss like that. We might have kids watching the podcast. Earl Thomas is coming to the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones will get it done. Rashad, well, how you feel? I think I think they had to let him go. Um, he was bringing definitely. He's not a he, he's not a Ravens type player. What I mean by that is most Ravens players, if you're not a star like Ray Lewis or Ed Reed or something like that, you can't get in trouble. You can't bring in the negativity of the public. You can't let 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 the let let the the people on the outside affect your job. And I believe that he did that. Um, he was coming to practice late. They said they said that uh, the situation about when he, what he, the alleged situation with him and his wife, um, and now he got an, another altercation on the field with the the other safety. I mean, there's only but so much an organization is going to take, especially an organization that had to deal with the right Ray Rice situation, had to deal with the Ray Lewis situation off field. They're not they're not the type of organization that that, did, that deals with off the field issues. They're gonna cut you. They don't care how good you are, how good you are, they're gonna cut you because that's not what they want to deal with. They're not built that way. And I just think that he was he did good last year. He didn't have a Earl Thomas type year. He did okay. He wasn't his old self. But I think, you know, saving ten million towards the cap and, you know, moving on, next man up. 
that's just how the Ravens work. Next man but they, up. But they're not necessarily the saving ten million on the cap neither. I mean, they save. They save. I think it was like five point four million on the cap. That's still a big amount. And I mean, he gonna go to Dallas and he lose with Dallas. That's all, man. It's, it is what it is. Jay Earl Thomas, him being cut by the Ravens was the best thing that could have happened to Dallas, because now he's gonna come to Dallas and now he's gonna ball. I mean, we're talking about Earl Thomas here. We, we, what are we saying right now that he's not Earl Thomas? He is not still one of the top five safeties in the game. Is that what we're saying right now? Any team to have him, we'd be better with him than without him. The Ravens did what the Ravens did from an organization standpoint, which is perfectly fine. I mean, you have to do what's best for your organization going forward, and you have to let them know that, hey, everybody's expendable, you know, regardless of who you are. And like you said, but it's the best thing that could happen to Dallas because he's going to end up in Dallas. I mean, he's got a lot of other landing spots, but for Earl, it's what does Earl want with this part of his career? Does he want to be – does he want to be on a winning team, which I'm pretty sure because you have more fun when you're winning? Does he want to be – does he want to mold somebody or does he want to go play where he always wanted to play it? That, that's the luxury of already being a Super Bowl champion. I've already got it. So now it's like, well, what do I want to do with my career? I don't have, he doesn't have to chase rings anymore. He doesn't have to chase stats. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think there's a couple other guys that were going before him, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. See, but I think, I think, hmm? like, I, I understand you Dallas fans want him to come to Dallas, but the Texans, he can go to the Texans as well. Texans is a winning team just as well. I think the 49ers will be a good fit because him and Sherman will be back matched up with each other in the NFC West. So I feel like the Texans, I mean, the Dallas fans, of course y'all want him to come because he's, he's a Cowboys fan. He grew up. He always wanted to play for him. But if the Cowboys don't if, – if the Texans are offering him more money, then I feel like I will go with the money. But y'all saying he, the star is where everybody want to come to? Maybe he will pick that. But I feel like they're the three teams I mean, a, that he can go to. It's always, it's a, always a money thing. But like I said, it, it, it's all about what does he want to do with his career. Did, did he make all the money that he wanted to make? Is he set for the next however many years after he retires? That's what it's about. Do do you want to play? Do you want to play for the organization that you've always wanted to play for as a kid, or do you want to go chase the money? Now, I thought you said he would want to go to a winning team. With the situation in Dallas, the quarterback situation, all that, I don't think that would be a winning team, right? Just you can't assume that they're going to be a winning team just off the muscle. So I think Dallas opportunity. Dallas is in the playoffs and playoff conversation almost every year. So, but do they make it every? They've been making it for the last couple years. They consistently in the playoffs every year for the last couple years. It's the issue is not for them to make the playoffs. The issue is for them to win and get to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship, just like the Saints are. Like just like the issue that the Saints are having. Um, but I feel like any team that he goes to is an upgrade. I feel like the Ravens did take a blow today with losing uh, such a caliber player at that position. Um, even if they have somebody next man step up, that's a, that's a, a Pro Bowl future Hall of Famer that you're replacing. So I feel like this is a blow to the Ravens' defense as of right I, I, now. I wouldn't, be shocked, I wouldn't be shocked if he went to the Rams. They definitely need a safety back there. 
Okay, if you say so. Rams don't need a safety. John Johnson and Taylor Raff is doing great back there. Getting on top of here. We're not talking about the safeties or the Rams. We said what teams that we thought he was going to go to. I said but, the Rams. But see, you you just throwing names out there. Rams don't have a cap to sign a player like that when they got to sign other players. Aren't the Ravens going to have to pay his full salary? Yeah, but, they can't, can't he sign with, for the minimum on the team? Because the Ravens about to pay the rest of his salary? Because the Ravens try, Ravens try to fight. The Ravens try to get the money back from that ten million that they owe him now. Oh, so they don't have to pay him. Yeah. So oh, Ravens well, trying to get that well, now. Well, I, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope they end up paying his full salary so that he can sign with the Cowboys for the minimum. Well, if, they cut him, if they cut him, they just gotta give him. I think a portion of his salary, and he's a free agent. I don't care. If they gotta pay that man two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Y'all still, still gonna have to pay him at least six, seven mil. Uh, we go, we ain't, we ain't gonna go that deep. He better take. Nate, he better take that minimum. Pay him that much. No. If, if if the Ravens, this is what you gotta think. I'm not Earl Thomas agent. I'm not Earl Thomas. Uh, I'm not Earl Thomas. If if the Ravens gonna pay me, let's say. At the minimum, five mil for cutting me, whatever. They pay me five mil. If he was only supposed to make like 10 mil, 11 mil this year, and another 10 come along and say, yo, we pay you eight mil to play this year, even six. Guess what? That's more than what I was going to get paid with the Ravens. So, and it's like, he get to choose what team. Well, I'm saying, if, if you're supposed to get paid 10. Right. But if he get to get paid 10. He can go get a long-term deal somewhere else. He's a free agent. He can go wherever the hell he want to go. But how many teams are going to sign him to a long deal right now? Say it again. How many teams going to sign him to a long deal right now? You still got other star players But if out you see value at 31? If you see value in him, why would you jeopardize it? If I, if I sign Earl Thomas right now, I would sign him to a three-year contract, maybe four-year. Well, price. Well, price. If what I can average, have to do with anything, huh? Your value is. What does being thirty-one have to That's do with saying. anything? If you value, you I'm value. only saying thirty-one. Yeah. When because in football terms, free agent, older. Free agent. But this is my thing. If you value, but, but, but look at guys. But look, but look at guys like James so this Harrison. Is my issue. James Harrison played. This is my issue. Linebacker. Once they said that they let him go, the Cowboys was on the phone right then and there. That's value. They see worth in you. So yeah. they're going to do what they got to do to get you. The agent going to say, look, you got to line up with the team wanting you. We can either go for the money or we can go somewhere where you're going to win. That's his choice at that he point. He can get paid the money and win in Dallas. He can go to the Texans. He can get paid and get money there too. I mean, get paid and win there too. He can go to the Dallas 40. don't have a lot of money. No Dallas got sign a quarterback. So, so how much money do you really got to play? They're fine. Listen, they're fine ways to pay these players. They were yes. fine ways. He can go. A team, trust and believe, a team is going to sign this guy, sign this man to whatever contract they see that fits, and he's going to agree to whatever contract they give if that's what he values in that contract. But the Ravens' contract is always going to help him as well because he's getting paid from the Ravens. And whatever fr whatever franchise team decide to pick him up, but he's gonna get paid either or. And him him coming to your team improves your secondary secondary and improves 
your defense as a whole. So I feel like um, that's what I, that's how I feel when it comes to Earl Thomas. If the Cowboys get him, that's a plus for the Cowboys. But if they if they don't get him, that's a plus for me too because Rams play Cowboys first first week of the season, so we'll be good. Anybody who gets him is a plus. Anybody. Some teams not. I see some teams you can eliminate from getting them. Any team that got cap issues are not going to pick them up, um, unless you see some somebody get released. But I I feel like um, it depends on what his asking price is. So I'm not in there negotiating as his agent or anything, but it depends what his what his um, asking price is. But if he can play for Dallas, Dallas and is and also what he wants to do. Huh? What does he want to do? Where does no he want to be? I, football, at the end of the day, That's we lose. Huh? Yeah, but but it's it's okay. So we know he's gonna play. He could play for any. He could play for just about any of the thirty-two teams in the NFL. But what yeah. does it, it? It'll come down to what does he want to do? What does he and his family want to do? Where does he and his family want to live? Uh-huh. And what what kind of goals is he trying to accomplish for himself? Yeah. That I don't I don't know where he falls on some of these record boards, um, off the top of my head. But is, is there any records that he's close to, um, coming up on? Maybe he want to go somewhere where they do nothing but sling the ball. And I where, you know, and how long has Earl Thomas been in the league? Earl Thomas been in the league. Uh, he's been in the league since. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, you got that. Yeah, that's why I say that. You got it. He always age don't mean anything to me. Like I said, only reason I say it because he's producing still at a high level. Only reason I say it because in the league now, like the like he and first of all, we haven't he tore he tore his ACL what in 2018. So last year was like actually the first year back from injury. So we won't really see the results from from coming back from that injury really until this year. So, other than that, he pretty much had – he only had 49 combined tackles last year with two picks, two sacks. But the Ravens was loading him up in the box. He was playing in a different system that he played for when he was just sitting in, in the middle of the field picking teams off, playing for the Seahawks. So, I feel like um, with this with, – with next team he's going to go to, like you said, his family – and then how he sees what fits on his team. But it's also the scheme that they running. He went to the Ravens. Ravens paid him. But I feel like now he has more of an options on where he want to go. And I, I'm thinking either he going down there, Dallas, Texans, or he going to pick it back in the NFC West and go to the 49ers. That fits best for him. But we're going to go to the next one. What advice or message would you give youth that want to play – Sports or be an athlete in college and so forth. If you could give advice to a youth about being an athlete, what would it be? I'm gonna start with you, Jay. Oh, first, you can go on and on and on about a topic like this. But I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. First, you gotta tell them whatever you decide you want to do, just make sure you know what your end goal is. Make sure that you have a backup plan because things do happen. And understand that that person's role to wherever they got to may not be your role. You have a different path that you have to carve. 
Always know to always have fun, first and foremost with it. Get your education out of it and stay focused at it. How bad do you really want it? Are you just doing it just to play because you just want to play? Are you doing it because you actually want to play at a higher level? Just always remember you have to stay focused and you have to keep things in focus and be with like-minded people. There aren't people that are on the same things you're on or want to go the same places you want to go. You know, there's nothing wrong with still being friends with them, but you have to hang out with more like-minded people and be a student of the game. Be a true student of the game. Spend the time, spend the effort, and work at it. Just know that it may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but eventually it'll come. All right. That's what I would say to a youth. Levin, what would you tell a youth? Stay off the weed. Plain and simple. Stay off the weed. Put the Henny bottle down. Watch the company you keep on be hanging around little Tyrone. And you know Tyrone is going around the county or wherever you are doing, doing things he's not supposed to do. If if little Keisha wants you to, you know, we ain't going to speak on Keisha. But, yeah, if Keisha wants you to do some things, make sure you leave Keisha on the side. But the number one thing would be to stay off the weed. That's all, all right. I got to say. All right, listen, my message, my message to any of you that have asked me, I basically say, you always like Upshaw, I agree with Upshaw when you say you got to have a plan A and plan B. Education is first. I always put you a student before you're an athlete. So if you, number one, if they say you're number one pick coming out, if you come out this year, Pursue your, pursue education. Education comes first. Um, the company you keep, that is definitely a plus because a lot of athletes, it's the company that they keep around them that's either getting them in trouble or a lot of times is setting them up to be in trouble when they're getting in trouble. And when, when they do scouting and they do background checks, a lot of times the friends and the uh, people that they're around are the ones that's hurting their draft stock sometimes. Um and I, one thing my parents told me, never get big-headed. Um, a lot of times players get big-headed when they become star players or they become the face of teams or big contracts. They become, they become big-headed like they're above the system. I would tell a youth at the beginning, you're never above the system. You go in, you execute the plays, but you're never above the team or the system that's in the team. There's no iron team, sorry. So I don't know why... Some players feel like they are above the teams, but I would tell youth to always make sure that they uh, – and think about think about the consequences. Just don't go out here and um, and go for whatever whatever um, road they give you. Sometimes think about it. Sit down think about the, um, the challenges or the obstacles that you have in front of you because some players, they just out here, they just play. And then when they off, they just do whatever. But um, sometimes think about the consequences because it's a brand that you have once you get even even in high school, college, even before you get to the pros. It's a brand. You have a brand that you carry, and that's your name, and that's your legacy. So people always going to remember when he was in high school, Pop Warner, Little League, um, all the way up to Hall of Fame and or coaching. They always going to remember everything you do. So – Make sure whatever you do, that you do and um, try to do it in a positive light, and always um, 
and always look out for others as well while you on your way to the top. Thanks for listening to Started on the Stoop. You can follow us on IG at Started on the Stoop. You can email us at startedonthestoop at gmail.com. Tune in to next week for more sports and current events in life. Thank you.